for the Las Vegas Raiders. He just wrapped up his 15th season in the NFL. He entered the league as an undrafted free agent. Signed by the Patriots out of Michigan State. He won a Super Bowl with the Pats in 2019. He has also played for the Cardinals, the Browns, the Texans, the Bears, the Niners, and the Colts. He has thrown for over 10,800 yards and 53 TDs in his career. I'm talking about Brian Hoyer. Brian, it is great to have you on the show. Great to have a chance to talk some ball with you. Brian, how you doing? I'm good, Jim. How are you? Good, good. All right, so let me ask you first about the Raiders. They went 5-4, and four, Brian, after Antonio Pierce was stepped, or stepped up as the interim. He did enough to get that job full-time. I'm curious, what did he do to change the culture, the dynamic, and the energy of that team as dramatically and as quickly as he did? Yeah, I mean, obviously that was a unique situation for me personally. I, I went out to Las Vegas to play for Josh McDaniels. I have a great relationship with him, and you know, when he was let go and AP stepped in, I thought AP did a great job of, you know, bringing passion and energy and in a weird way, understanding, having been a former player himself, how to connect with guys. And, and that was pretty cool for me to sit there and watch as the, as the weeks went on to see a guy who, you know, he himself has stated that he was born a Raider and really embraced the Raider way and that culture. And, and I think guys responded in a great way. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for AP. I actually played against him my rookie year. So to have a coach, you know, be your head coach and a guy you played with and have a lot of respect for was um, was cool for me to witness. Yeah, I could say I, I understand how that's a tough spot for you to be in. In fact, I was going to say I don't want to put you in that spot, but I know you and Josh are close. In fact, Brian, I'll be straight. I, I know Josh. I like Josh. I love that hire. I really thought that he would be successful there, especially as a second-time head coach. Why do you think that it didn't work out for Josh with the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when I look at it, I was only there for a limited time. I wasn't there for his first year. But Josh is an offensive genius. I've learned so much from him throughout my career and my time with him. And when I had an opportunity to go play for him, you know, I jumped at it because it was something for me that, you know, his system and his philosophies I really believe in. And, you know, some, sometimes, you know, things don't take the right turns and, and decisions are made. And, you know, I, I was, you know, shocked how quickly that was. I feel like, I don't know, what was that, the fifth or sixth game of the year, and wake up to that news, and, you know, obviously I felt for him and, and his family, but, you know, I, I've been cut before. It's part, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's part of the business, and, you know, people see a lot of the great sides of the business. There's a lot of, the, uh, of downsides, too, and, you know, so for me, it was, like I said, it was a unique uh, opportunity, and, and having, you know, played against AP, and you, you see why he was such an integral part of those special Giants teams. He's just a natural leader, and and, you know, so I, even though I, I'm a guy who went out there to play for Josh, I can appreciate AP and, and what he did and, you know, his, you know, energy and philosophy, too. Brian Hoyer is joining us. So, Brian, the Raiders are the last team to beat the Chiefs this season after your win at Arrowhead on Christmas Day. After struggling with consistency throughout the entire regular season, how do you think KC was able to elevate their play so dramatically and especially in the postseason? Yeah, I mean, I was working out this morning, and they had, I think Andy Reid was on the Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about how, you know, when they lost to us on Christmas Day, it really, you know, lit a fire under his team, and, and they've really, you know, bounced back from that ever since. And, you know, when you look at it, you look at the experience they have on that team, especially with Pat at quarterback. Um, you know, when you have great leaders like that on your team, you're able to bounce back, and you're able to rally around guys like that. And, you know, to be able to see, you know, where they've taken it to in, in the past few weeks and, and um, you see guys like Kelsey and, and um, you know, Chris Jones and those guys leading that team. I mean, it's, it's funny, after playing for the Patriots for so long, I know why, you know, people hated them so much. And, and you watch the Chiefs, and it's like 
every time you think they're down and out, um, you know, they, their leaders bring them back. And obviously, you know, here they are in another Super Bowl. And speaking of leaders, you got Patrick Mahomes, who's got a chance to win his third Super Bowl by the age of 28. Now, you played with Tom Brady for a number of years in New England. If Mahomes wins another ring this year, does that move him into the conversation of being one of the best ever already with a chance to potentially run down Brady himself? I mean, definitely. I mean, you look at Pat and what he's done. I mean, it just I have greater appreciation for him. You know, having been around Tom and, um, you know, you talk about this like, you know, when we played, you know, for the Patriots and Tom Brady's your quarterback, you go into every game believing that you can win the game. And, and I think that's when you look at the Chiefs, they probably feel the same way. Um, you know, there's such different types of players. Obviously, Pat has scrambled around making crazy throws and Tom was, you know, in the pocket. But I think it comes down to their competitiveness. And, and you know, they basically, you know, make the guys around them rise to their level. And, and so there's, you know, a lot of comparisons when it comes to that. But their playing style, you know, so different. I actually joked with Pat before one of our games this year. I said, it's always my favorite week to be the scout team quarterback when we play against you guys because I'm attempting stuff that I would never dream of. I'm, I'm you know, trying no-look passes. I'm throwing the ball left-handed. I'm dropping back 15 yards and trying to throw it as far as I can. And, you know, he's, he has such a unique style of play. And, and, you know, I think Coach Reed, you know, allows him to do those things, you know, to the best of his ability. And, and you know, every year when it comes to playoff time, he just takes it to another level and and uh, the team, you know, kind of builds around that. That's a great anecdote you just shared. I love that. Brian Hoyer joining us. Hey, Brian, since you know Tom Brady as well as you do, having spent all that time with him in the quarterback room, how do you think he's going to do as a broadcaster next season? For instance, do you think he's going to cut it loose and show us a side of his personality that maybe we haven't seen or don't know? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, I, obviously I have the, the privilege and, and uh, pleasure to call him a friend and, and know who he is as a person outside of football, but... I mean, you're talking about a guy who has, I mean, questionably, you know, the most football knowledge of, of any person that I've ever met. I mean, along there with Coach Belichick. And, and for him to give his perspective, especially from the quarterback position, I know how many people love listening to Tony Romo. And I think, you know, they, he, Tony does it in a way for, for the fans to understand. And as players, we sit there and listen to him. And you listen to Tony, and he understands what's going on. And I think, you know, Tom will bring that type of analysis to the, to the, the broadcast booth. Um, and, you know, I think he'll do anything that Tom Brady's going to do, he's going to do to the highest level. So I'm sure it'll be great. And I think fans will get to kind of see, you know, what, what made Tom tick as a quarterback. Cause I'm sure that'll come out as he's announcing the games. Brian Hoyer joining us. Brian, you mentioned Bill Belichick. What do you make of him getting shut out of this coaching cycle? What's your reaction to that? And why do you think that is? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, uh, obviously those, those positions get filled up pretty quickly and, I'm sure knowing Bill and, and having been around him, he was probably very particular in what he was looking for as, as an organization to go to and, you know, whether that's having control and on the, the GM front or whatever that might be. And so sometimes maybe it's just not the right fit. And, you know, obviously as a football fan, as a guy who has learned so much from him, I think, you know, for everyone, we want to see him, you know, go out there and, and break that record. And so maybe having a year off allows him to do that and go to a, an organization that he thinks is fit. We're talking to Brian Hoyer for another moment or two. So, Brian, you know Kyle Shanahan's system really, really well, having played for him or around him with both the Browns and the Niners. How do you see the matchup of Kyle and the way he's going to try to attack that Kansas City defense, which is as good as it's been in quite some time? How do you see him attacking that defense, and what do you think that Spags' response will be? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, we, we mentioned Josh already, but Kyle's probably the, the second biggest influence on my career, especially offensively. I learned so much from him, and the way he prepares is, is, is uh, you know, pretty uh, 
unreal. And, and um, you know, the way he calls games is different than any other player, any other coach that I've played for. You know, he's he's got his call sheet, but he's watching the game and he's seeing, you know, how'd the end close on that outside zone? Is he can I can I call a boot? Are the linebackers getting sucked up on the run? Can I get run a run action? And so I think you know that's to me when I look at this game. Um, you know, it's it's Kyle versus Spags, and and you know, two weeks of preparation for both, both game plan, offense, defense, and you know, it's going to be. And I remember Kyle saying this: like, I'm never going to abandon the run game. And obviously, when you have Christian McCaffrey, you don't want to. But if I can get in enough plays where I get the the defense to suck up and throw some explosive play action passes behind them, which you know you see Brock Purdy does such a great job of. You know, so I think, you know, that's going to be a balance of, you know, staying with the run game, running, 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 play action pass. And when it comes to Spags having gone against him, you know, he's a, he's a very game plan oriented defensive coordinator. So is it going to be more zone? Is it going to be more man coverage? Are you going to play, you know, eight in the box to try to take away the run? And, and, you know, when Kyle sees that, he's going to try to go to the play action pass. So, you know, that's the matchup I'm really looking forward to because you give Kyle Shanahan two weeks. Um, to game plan. He's going to come up with some great stuff. This is really good stuff right here. One last thought. You mentioned Brock Purdy. I mean, Brian, never mind. Is this guy a system quarterback or a game manager? He was the last player taken in the draft. Can you explain how this dude has been able to overcome such long odds to be the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl in just his second season? I think we're losing track of that fact. Yeah, I mean, I look, look, I mentioned Kyle and his game planning ability, and, and if he can get a quarterback who goes out there and executes the plays that he wants him to. I remember, you know, one time, I don't know if it was in Cleveland or San Francisco, and there was a play Kyle and I were talking over, and I said, okay, but what if the defense does this? And Kyle looked at me and goes, don't worry. I studied him enough. I'll call it at the right time. And, you know, so Kyle has that confidence, and, and he, obviously Brock has done a great job of learning from Kyle and going out and executing the plays that in the way that Kyle wants him to do. And so he's surrounded by great players, but still, you know, you have to go out there. And like you mentioned, the last player, you know, taken in the draft, he's done an, an unbelievable job for himself and for that organization. And, and I'm sure he would probably credit a lot, of, a lot to Kyle's, you know, coaching and, and the players, you know, playing around him. He just wrapped up his 15th season in the NFL. This after signing as an undrafted free agent coming out of college out of Michigan State with the Pats. Been a great football life so far. More where there's more of that, I'm sure, too, still ahead. Brian, really good to have you on the show. Great to talk some ball with you. Appreciate that, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Brian. Hope we can do it again soon. Brian Hoyer, you can see why teams, Josh McDaniels, Kyle Shanahan, why you want somebody like that in your quarterback room. 